0: This is a story about a girl named Molly Goes around off the trolley Drinks cider and a dolly She can't get over you There's nothing that she will do Now she's off-stepping glue Hey everybody, this is Cyanide from Uh This is going to be my first podcast so hopefully you all like it and enjoy it. Uh, the little intro it was a song called The Revenge of Sweet Molly, and it's by an artist in Ireland named Rob Smith. You can check him out online at Rob Smith Ireland on Facebook, on Twitter, and on SoundCloud. He was um, gracious, gracious enough to let me use his song uh, for my podcast intro and for my vlog intro on my um, YouTube channel, Little Geek Lost. So you can check that out too. One thing I wanted to do with this podcast is get feedback from other geeks. Um, I have a book, and we'll get into that a bit more. But I really like hearing from other geeks and their views on things and just getting people involved in my projects. So, what I'm doing is I'm going to have little clips from other geeks that they've submitted and just sort of intersperse them along the podcast as we go. And it's something that I'd really like to do on an ongoing basis um, as often as I get my podcast going. Having clips from people that they submit, you know, a little 10-second, 30-second clip, um, why you're a geek, things you like, random thought, random joke. And I'm actually even going to have a segment from other podcasters. Um, The first one's going to be from the Unusual Suspects, who are a podcast from Scotland. And you can check them out at Unusual Suspects on Twitter and on Facebook. And I'm going to include a little short segment from their show. And they're actually going to include a segment that I'm going to have um on their show as well so it's kind of like podcast sharing podcast pen pals maybe something like that um and the other thing that i'd like to do is maybe do some interviews with geeks i am going to include a little clip uh later on from a geek band that i'm hoping to interview for my next podcast so we'll see how that goes hi this is ian from the red podcast network and you're tuned into little geek lost podcast And at the R.E.D. Network, we know a little about geek audio. So strap on your geek, pour yourself a big, tall glass of geek, and get ready to get your geek on with Mandy Ozopenko. As far as me, I go by the online handle Cyanide. My real name's Mandy. A little bit of history, I grew up a geek and a nerd. Uh, My dad's a computer engineer. I like to say that I bleed zeros and ones. (laughs) I grew up playing uh, with computers. I had a keyboard. That I played with as a child just a regular computer keyboard that I'd play type on because that's something normal that little girls do um, eventually led to yes I was a nerd and I was in the chess club in grade seven um, but even in like high school you know I didn't really take part in things like Magic the Gathering or play Dungeons and Dragons or things like that I kind of didn't want to really accept who I was and almost fought back At being a geek for a really long time. Um, When I graduated high school, I was originally going to go into marketing in college. And I ended up submitting my application to take computer programmer and got waitlisted. And as luck would have it, I got in like a couple weeks right before um, classes started in the fall. So that kind of led me on my path, my career being a geek. Um, It still probably took me into my mid-20s though to fully admit it, accept it, even though I had a career in computers and did all sorts of, you know, programming and web design and hardware networking. It really took me kind of accepting who I was. And I don't really, I can't pin down the moment, but I kind of always spent my life online. And I think, you know, being a part of message boards and forums and seeing other geeks and You know, the things that they liked kind of led me down that path, and I got to the point where I was like, you know, okay, I'm I'm a geek. I'm gonna admit it. I'm gonna say, hi, my name is Mandy, (laughs) and I'm a geek. I'm a geek because making fun of Cyclops never gets old, because he's such a tool bag. And then I got to the point where I wanted to help others uh, be a geek and, you know, well, not be a geek, but accept being a geek and one of the message boards that i've been on um for the last couple years i'd say is called geek and sundry and on there there was a post by someone saying you know had um it was titled murloc soup for the geek soul and it was basically like the chicken soup for the geek soul books but it was more getting people to post their stories about you know being a geek and i thought that was a really great idea and kind of sparked me into wanting to do a book where it actually was, you know, a chicken soup for the soul book, but for geeks and of course, Murloc soup. I mean, you play World of Warcraft, even if you don't, you might know what Murlocs are. They're these crazy little creatures um, in the game <laughs> and they made this weird little noise. And... I wanted to do it in a book because, I mean, I'm a World of Warcraft player, admittedly, and get ideas from other geeks. And there was a lot of good feedback and response on the forum. So I asked the guy who made the post if he was okay with making the title. And he totally was. Like, He didn't have any problems with me doing it. Um, I started on the process of asking other geeks on there to submit their stories, other geeks that I knew, Just different stories, you know, about going to their convention or how they discovered they were were a geek, um, you know, their favorite geek moments, that kind of thing. And I worked for maybe about six, seven months um, gathering stories from people, putting them together. And then when I put the book together, I actually, every chapter has an introduction of sort of, for me, I mean, I hadn't gone to a convention yet when I wrote the book. But the chapter on conventions, I wrote, you know, my thoughts on them and how I felt about different conventions and how I'd love to go to one one day. And every single chapter, you know, I wrote about my a personal story from my life or something that related or my thoughts on it. And there was a few chapters, um, even being a geek girl in there, where I didn't have any stories submitted. So that's just kind of my story on being a geek girl and how, you know, we're perceived And on that topic, there's the whole, you know, cosplay is not consent and, you know, geek gamers, um, gamer girls, and how people say they're fake geeks for being a girl. And I can't say that I've ever really come across it personally. Um, I know in World of Warcraft, it's one of those weird things where if a guy finds out that you're actually a girl playing, then they kind of, there's two different classes. There'll be ones who don't really care and then there's the ones who try and turn it into a sexual thing. Unfortunately, that has happened to me. Um, and I just have to put those people on ignore and block them. And I do have a confession that once, you know, I used being a girl to my advantage, where a guy did find out that I was a girl playing and gave me a bunch of gold and bought me a mount and buy me gifts and help me do quests. I never He never asked for anything in return. He never expected anything. Um, but I think I kind of use it to my advantage and, you know, I could have said, no, I'll, I'll earn the stuff on my own, but I mean, Hey, you know, a girl's going to do what a girl's got to do. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in my book, you know, there's all those chapters and it's gotten good feedback, some good reception. Um, not as much promotion as I'd like, but I'm trying hard to promote it. Um, I have done an interview on a podcast about it. Uh, called A Paladin's Tale, and I'll put a link for that. Um, and he was gracious enough to want to interview me about, about my book and my project, and I might actually have him on on the show to do you know a little feedback and a thank you and do a little interview with him. Um, but yeah, so that's going. That's my book, Murloc Soup for the Geek Soul. Um, you can go to com slash Um That's on there. It's linked off the site. I'll put a link when I post this podcast for it something to check out. I mean, it's really short, quick read. It's only a hundred something pages. Um, You can buy the ebook online for a dollar. You can buy the hard copy for a little bit more than that. Uh, i not, it's not something I did to make money or anything like that. It's something that I just wanted to do to help other geeks out there and learn to accept who they are. Um, May not have a lot of resources or things going on in their area to be a geek, may not be sure what they want to do as a geek. I mean, there's so many different ways of being a geek, from games, uh, board games, computer games, video games, console games, (laughs) card games, (laughs) comics, books, movies, you know, action figures, collecting. I think that there's just so many different categories of being a geek that at this point, pretty much everyone can be a geek. Um, I, I just wanted to write a book to kind of help people to learn that that they can accept being a geek and check out some interesting things that, that they might want to do in being a geek. My name is Daniel Wallace and I own more board games than I can fit into my car. I obviously need a bigger car. The best thing about being a geek nowadays in the age of the internet is the ability to track down and instantly connect with fans of whatever it is that you geek out about. Why am I a geek? It's just who I am. It's the only way I know how to live. Being a geek is ingrained in my DNA. I didn't choose the geek life. The geek life chose me. So that's just a little bit of background on me. Um, And, you know, this being my first podcast, I'm not really sure all the topics that I wanted to cover or how long this is going to end up being. Um, But that's kind of the fun of it, right? (laughs) We're going to enjoy this journey together, (laughs) I would like to say. Um, I have lots of plans for this, uh, things that I want to do with the podcast, interview some geek bands, interview some other geeks, have random silly thoughts, you know, just kind of a little bit about my life. Um, I started making vlogs recently on my YouTube channel, Little Geek Lost. Um, I did one on hats, my wonderful hat collection. So I think I might do vlogs to kind of fit in with the podcast, um, And the whole reason for me doing the first one about hats, if you haven't watched the video, but you really should go there and watch it. Um, I like hats. It's kind of what I'm being known for at work lately. I try to make Friday into hat day and wear a different hat. Um, Even just like toques, uh, well, beanies, I guess, if you're not Canadian and know what a toque is. (laughs) And just, you know, I have a panda hat and a pirate hat and just one. Wonderful hats. <laughs> um, I like dressing up. I think that comes from being, you know, a kid and loving Halloween. And I might actually do some vlogs on different makeup styles and doing makeup. Um, one of the ones that I've gotten really good at and sort of becoming known for is doing the sugar skull makeup, which is um, Mexican Day of the Dead. You know, it's it's skull makeup, but it's pretty at the same time. The zuji flowers and you know wavy lines and loops and it's really colorful and there's usually a lot of um like flowers in the hair and all that involved and really bright colors and I've gotten pretty good at doing that um and I like those and I've been trying out some other ones I tried doing a Cheshire cat one with a big fake um to smile on it and some whiskers and just trying to you know try different things um not even for Halloween just just for random dressing up at home you know I'm bored on a day off, or, you know, I don't have anything to do for a little while, or I got an idea in my head because I have ADD, and when I get a bug in me, I have to do it right now. And that was just something I wanted to try. So I might be doing some stuff on that, some topics on that. Um, Well, this is going long. How am I going to actually babble for half an hour, an hour? I mean, it's a bit different when people interview other people, but just me talking about my life. I don't know how interesting this is going to end up being. Um, Let's see. Segue. Hi, my name is Brian Black, but a lot of people know me as Ro, and I do a podcast called Realm Maintenance, which is a podcast about other podcasts. So... I would have to think that a podcaster doing a podcast about other podcasts has to make that podcaster a geek, right? Podcastception, anyone? Okay, so getting back to World of Warcraft, um, World of Warcraft is kind of one of those things where it's almost, it's not really shameful, I'd say, but a lot of gamers maybe don't want to admit that they play it, and then there's the ones that are crazy hardcore about playing it. And actually, my husband, who's been an avid video gamer, he started playing it before me. Um, it was in vanilla right before Burning Crusade came out, which was the first expansion. And I started playing the first expansion uh, because I wanted to wait for the Blood Elves because they just looked a little bit better. <laughs> um, so I started playing then. So it's been, I think, eight years now, something like that, that I've been playing for. I don't remember offhand. I'm trying to think of the anniversaries in the game because every year you're on further anniversary time, you get a achievement for it. I'm pretty sure it was eight, so maybe I've been playing for seven. I don't remember. Um, anyways, so yeah, I started playing WoW. It was one of those things where I'd, I was kind of confused about it because I'd never played a, um online RPG game or anything like that. Even when we played Final Fantasy on the console, my husband always played and I watched sort of thing. This was my first real time playing one of those games. Got hooked right away, I mean, doing the quests and, you know, running around with my character and leveling them up. But it took a long time for me to admit that I played WoW. I don't know why I felt kind of, like, ashamed, almost, that I played it. It was weird. <laughs> it was one of, WoW was one of those weird things where, like I said, some people are ashamed of it, some people don't want to admit it, and some people go crazy hardcore. Um We played for a while, got into guilds and raids and made friends on it, and actually had, you know, Friday night raid nights where we'd sit there for eight hours raiding, do coffee runs in between, you know, in between the raid, take a quick break, and in our old house, we were lucky that we lived like two minutes drive away from a coffee shop. So I'd haul ass down, grab us a couple coffees, come back, you know, and it would be like six to eight hours straight of playing, and it was crazy and it sounds ridiculous to people who don't play but if you're somebody who plays you know the time goes by like nothing it is so quick and you're so into it and it was just fun and really intense but with wow it seems i like to take a break every summer i think it it usually ends up being every summer i end up taking a break for a few months you know do stuff outside get other projects on the go i get bored with it for a while but then I always end up coming back to it, especially in the winter. I mean, it's cold. You don't want to go outside, so you're going to stay inside and play video games. Um, and it's gotten that big. I mean, we have a lot of max level characters. We don't really do a lot of end game raiding. Um, my husband is more than me. But this past November, we actually got to go to BlizzCon, which was amazing. Because not only was it my first convention and his first convention, but it was a World of Warcraft convention. And for those of you who don't know, with BlizzCon, it's not just World of Warcraft. It's all of the games that Blizzard make. So it's World of Warcraft, StarCraft, Diablo, and then their new ones, um, Hearthstone and Heroes of the Storm. And it's a big convention down in Anaheim every year, except last year they didn't have one the year before. So there wasn't in 2012. But we went, and it was one of those luck-of-the-draw things where tickets go on sale. And with World of Warcraft, the tickets, they go... So quick. You're basically, you have to get on the website at least five minutes before the tickets go on sale. And you basically sit there and start hitting refresh on the page until the button comes up for the sale being open. And if you don't have, you know, the quickness and the skill to hit that submit button and get into the queue right away, you're not going to get tickets. So the first time I did it, because you have to put in the amount, I took the extra second it took to put in two And hit submit, and my husband was on his computer and did the same thing, and you get into this queue, and basically if you're not within a couple thousand, like if you're over two or three thousand, you're not going to get tickets. So you sit there in queue, and it gives you your number, and you get to watch your number go down as you you get closer to the front of the queue, but the unfortunate side is you also get to watch the percentage of tickets go down. So when you start, you know, 100% of tickets, and as it goes down, and you sit there, And watch as the tickets go down before you get to the front of the queue. So this year, I don't know how they did it other years, but they split it. So there was, you know, on a Wednesday evening, they had the first ones. And then they had a bunch again on Saturday morning. The other half tickets going on sale. So the first ones, we didn't get in. Super bummed about that. So then we sat there the next time and we were reading, like, instead of putting in the number of tickets that you want, you just put in one ticket and hit submit, and then when you get to the shopping cart, you can change the tickets there. So we did it this time. I was lucky enough where I got in queue a couple hundred before he did, and we could sit there and watch the queue go down and then every tickets go down. And I think when I finally got to to the front of the queue and through the checkout page, there was something like two percent of tickets left. Managed to go through, got two tickets. It was in April they went on sale, and the convention was in November, so we actually lucked out and got to go, which was totally awesome. on this little trip went to Anaheim. The convention was amazing. I mean I've never been to a convention before, but there was just so many people. We went to the priest like the ticket pickup the night before the convention started and the lineup was huge just for people picking up tickets. I mean they've already bought their tickets. you can't buy any on site and the lineup just for people to pick them up the night before was huge. I think we were in line about two three hours and we got there an hour before the doors open sat there outside, wrapped all the way down the street. Like, thankfully, it was California and warm-out in November, because if it wasn't, we would have been freezing our asses off. So we get through the line, get inside, and it's almost like this cow corral inside, where you know when they're leading the cows through on the farms for milking or slaughter, basically, and they weave in and out of these short little lines. Well, it was like that. There were so many people. Hundreds of people inside, weaving in and out through these little tiny lines like a maze. And it was funny because other people were holding up signs. And I started moving (laughs) to the people in front of me because that's what it felt like. It felt like a cow going through the tracks. So we get through that another hour inside and pick up our tickets. And then the next morning, you know, you're waiting outside again. It's a huge line of people, thousands of people on the street, filling up the street between the hotels. I mean, we were about halfway up and there's just thousands of people behind us thousands of people ahead of us waiting to get in but it was awesome because it wasn't really pushing or shoving or any of that everyone's just standing around hanging out you know and then we get inside and there's a big rush to the store and then opening ceremonies and opening ceremonies is kind of a big deal and we wanted to take that in since we hadn't been there before and we were going to hit up the store later on to get stuff that we wanted but opening ceremonies and went through you know the different panels on world of warcraft some on heroes of the storm some on hearthstone and i have to say it was really cool being there for the live announcement of the next expansion i mean the next expansion is always a big thing and wow and being there for the announcement of it live and just hearing the reception in the room as they went through all the stuff that people were so happy about and even the stuff that people weren't happy about It was just awesome to feel that energy and be a part of it and knowing that you're a part of something like that, especially for being the first convention. Um, So we sat through that, sat through a couple other panels, went to the store, got our stuff that we wanted to buy that we made sure we could get and fit in our suitcase. I mean, it was a long day of standing around and watching other people play games, um, play all the different games. We didn't actually try any of them because the lines were so huge and we were just kind of busy trying to take it all in. But yeah, it was it was amazing. I mean, two days of awesomeness, Friday and Saturday of just fantastic time. Um, and one thing that I thought was really cool was there was no fights. Not a single fight that we saw, anyways, broke out. And there was alcohol being served. And you'd think with that many thousands of people, like tens of thousands of people jammed into one convention center, that there would be a fight or a problem with security. But... I mean, we didn't see anything, and we didn't hear anything that we knew of, and I think that that's, you know, gamers respecting each other, I mean, I'm not sure if it's the same way at, you know, Comic-Con or other conventions, but definitely at this, at BlizzCon, it was amazing, and just getting to talk to other random people, you know, that would show up and you just start talking to them and making friends and hanging out, and we didn't, we didn't get a chance to run into too many of the Canadians that we had hoped to meet, but I mean, it was just a crazy whirlwind of two days of, you know, standing on your feet for 12 hours a day in the convention center, and we were just completely wiped afterwards. But the experience was awesome. I mean, it was definitely something I'll never forget. I don't know if I'd go back to other BlizzCons, like maybe every couple of years. I can't see being one of those people that goes every year. But, I mean, it's definitely something that I would go to again eventually. And, you know, gave me kind of more of an insight into the convention culture And what it might be like to go to other conventions and the kind of things to expect. I mean, we learned that if there was a panel that we wanted to see, we should get there ahead of time, you know, make sure we got good seats, got a chance to jump into it um, and kind of plan out what we wanted to see and where we needed to be at certain times. And I think that, you know, that would help with going to other conventions and planning where we wanted to go, what we wanted to do. And time-wise, I mean we went to Disneyland the day we picked up the tickets and that's probably not something I'd do again where we spent all day walking around Disneyland and then had to stand in line for three hours waiting to pick up our tickets. Like obviously we go maybe another day to Disneyland or pick up our tickets, you know, just the morning of, but I mean, that's all the stuff you learn, right? From going to your first convention. So I definitely think that was awesome. It was definitely fun to do. Um, Definitely, definitely do it again. Keep saying definitely um <laughs> and it's you know it, it being a wow nerd you're there with everyone else so you don't feel like out of place or different or like you're going to be ostracized or made fun of for liking something cuz everyone there is liking the same thing as you and you can get as nerdy as you want like there are people you know you're sitting there you're talking complete nerd language right you're talking you know lfr and afk and raiding and dungeons and bosses and, you know, specs and just listening to other people talk. And it's just insane because you don't hear that out in the real world anywhere. I mean, you get a convention center full of nerds, they're going to nerd talk. So I definitely think that, you know, being a nerd and being a geek and going to something like that and getting to be with other people that are like you talking the same language is amazing. I mean, it's it's really eye-opening experience and kind of makes you feel a bit better about being a geek but I mean you shouldn't feel bad about being a geek anyways right because that's not something that people need to feel ashamed of anymore and I think at this point in our society in our life that geek is becoming mainstream I mean if you look at the main Big blockbuster movies lately, you know, Avengers and all the Iron Man and the Batman movies, um you know, and with the new ones coming out and talk of a Justice League movie, which would be amazing. I mean, I'm a DC fangirl over Marvel any day, but things like that, I mean, that's mainstream in our culture. I mean, there's comic book shows now. There's Arrow, and there was Smallville a few years ago, and you know, there was always sort of them but they were never really took off i think as much as they do now and are in the mainstream media as much as they are now and i think that that's really you know an awesome time that we get to live in and be a part of for us geeks i mean we're taking over we're the ones that were picked on and beat up in high school but now it's the cool thing i mean with podcasts and vlogs and the internet and people watching people play video games on youtube i mean gamers probably weren't really considered geeks and you know mean, i have been picked on as much as comic book ones or the kids that played D and D or Magic. But they're the same thing essentially. I mean they're playing games, right? And gamers is a whole subclass of being a geek. And I think that right now it's just I think that may have what been what sparked me to finally accept it is it's it's so accepting. Like society is so accepting of it. Yeah, they're still the ones that are gonna pick on you and be like, oh you're a nerd or you're a geek and make fun of you and I admit, I make fun of, not make fun of, but I kind of like laugh at people who are the hardcore geeks or the hardcore nerds, you know. But it's not in a way that's like, I'm going to go and beat them up and pick on them, make fun of them. It's one of those things where it's just, they're more than mean. I just can't imagine being that hardcore geeky or nerdy. I mean, I always say that I'm jealous of the LARPers because they get to go out there and go out to the park and, you know, beat each other up with fake foam weapons. But their society and their community is just so tight-knit. They're so friendly. It's like a family. And I think that's amazing that there's all these different subcultures of geeks that can be families and find each other out there, especially in this Internet age. And you never had that before. I mean, I was born in the 80s. I grew up in the late 80s, early 90s. And I remember before the Internet. (laughs) And it was hard to find people that were like you, especially if you're in a smaller town or you may have been, you know, at a high school that was all about football, like I was, and finding those people, whereas now it's so easy because you go online, you find a forum, you find a message board, you find a blog with people that feel the same way as you do. You know, there's the Facebook groups, there's everything out there, and it's so easy to find information on anything you want and people that are like-minded as you. And I think that that's why I'm almost maybe jealous of kids that are growing up now and get to have that where they get to connect so easily with other people anywhere in the world and feel that connection with them and play games online you know with with their online friends and that's something that I never got to experience but you know it's it's awesome for me to sit back and see that and that's kind of why again with my book why I wanted to write it to kind of get across to people that it's okay to be a geek it's awesome And you should just fully accept who you are as being a geek. I mean, that's kind of my philosophy and one of the reasons that I started my blog and my website Little Geek Lost because I was trying to find my place, trying to find my geek place in the world because there was no one thing that I was super passionate about. I'm not a comic book geek. I'm not a video game geek. I'm not, you know, a card game geek or a movie geek. I'm a little bit of everything, I mean, I grew up with computers, but I'm not a hardcore computer geek. I love playing video games, but I'm not a crazy gamer. And I've only recently started getting into comic books more in the last couple years. But, I mean, I was trying to find my place on the net. And I guess, if anything else, I'm an internet geek, probably, because I spend so much time on the internet. But that's why I started my site, Little Geek Lost, Um, trying to find my place, trying to find where I fit in trying different things. I mean, that's going to be the focus of some of these podcasts and the vlogs that I do and my blog posts of trying different geek things out, you know, getting into comics more, getting into video games more, maybe even try D&D if I can find people to play with. Maybe even try a LARPing session, see how that goes. And just trying to Give other people, you know, a chance to see that they aren't the only ones, that there are people out there like them who may be confused, maybe trying to find their place too, and maybe they can even connect through it, you know, meet other people that are like them. So hopefully that'll help people out, give people more of an insight into my life. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed this first podcast and didn't turn it off after the first couple of minutes of me rambling like a lunatic. Um I'm bizarre and weird and funny, as I like to think, (laughs) and smart and super awesome and fantastic. And I hope you listen to more of my podcast and give me feedback. Um, Like I said earlier, for my next one, I'm hoping to interview a cool little geek band. They're Canadian. Their name's Debs and Errol. And they do covers of songs with a geek theme to them. So I'm going to include a little clip for one right here. It's called uh, Tie After Tie, like Cindy Lauper's Time After Time, but with a Star Wars feel. So here's a little clip of that. Let's land inside that cave. You can run, you can, can hide, but they will find you. Tie after tie. If you falter, they'll blast you, they'll be, be waiting. waiting. Tie after tie. So. That's Debs and Earl. I'm hoping to interview them for my next podcast. Not sure, you know, might be on a monthly basis that I'm going to start doing these. Um, possibly interview some other geeks. But I'm also kind of looking for a more regular podcast to possibly join if I can. Just um, because I have so much on the go and it might be easier just to join someone else's. But I'm definitely going to try and keep mine, you know, if not monthly, maybe every other month. Try and keep up with my vlogs more uh, on YouTube but Little Geek Lost. Check me out on Twitter, at Sinai, that's uh, C-Y-A-N-N-I-D-E, because I like to spell Sinai with two N's. Um, Facebook page, Little Geek Lost, and of course my website, littlegeeklost.com. You know, I have a blog, I have links to, this podcast is going to be on there, so I imagine that's where you found it. I know how else you would have, but links to my vlogs, um, and just links on things I do. I mean, there's crafty things on there. There's web things, graphic things, you know, things that I make and just most recent posts and my crazy random weirdness. So hopefully you've enjoyed this pod and I will have you come back again and listen to me. All right. All I want to say is that it is okay to be a geek. I used to think that I had to grow up, get rid of the things that I like and stop doing the things that I love. But life is short, really short. Too short not to do the things you love and to be the person you want to be. Why am I a geek? Hmm, because I was born that way. Hi, my name is Blair and I've been a huge Star Wars fan my entire life and I hope to remain one till the end of time. May the force be with you. This is Nicole from puregeekery.net and I'm a geek because it's my favorite subculture on the Citadel. I should go.